Hi, everybody. Damien Leone, writer-director of Terrifier. Chris and Chris said, go fuck yourself. Busted makes me feel good at all the ships at sea. It's time once again for another brand new FWB podcast. And here are your hosts. First, he's got all the social skills of a teenage magician trying to talk a woman out of her bra. It's Chris. And in his circle of friends, he's known as the cool one because he wears the tightest skinny jeans. It's also Chris. Man, uh, as now that we've been doing this with season three, thank you, Satan, for those uh, terrifically um, mean introductions. Also, fuck you, Satan, for those mean introductions. um, He's... He's he's really feeling himself. He's feeling his oats on uh, this season. Where now that we we've given him a bigger role on the show, and now he's just <sighs> using that power corruptedly. Yeah, and we can't I mean, fire him because you know he's he's got that lockbox. Well, well, we can't fire him because he, uh, like the reason that we have a show is because of our contract with him. So uh, technically, and that, the lockbox, <laughs> and the lockbox of deep dark secrets, um, which that gives me a great idea for our next live show. Is we have a lockbox on stage and we read out a couple of those deep dark secrets. <laughs> Works for me. That's a great bit. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> I'm going to write that in the notebook. Hold on a second. Uh, not the movie, the notebook. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Yeah, let me add this in here. Um, oh, my God. This is great. Uh, so um, I wrote down, like, other stuff that's like, hey, this would be a funny thing to like to talk about right and i haven't opened this note in forever uh hold on satan has a locked box of our secrets that's why we can't fire him from the show we have a locked box on stage and read a couple of those secrets so uh in this note i have a i have a uh, like a like a notepad file or like a like a notes app on my phone and here's here's one uh that i wrote uh there's no context to this whatsoever um because apparently i think i think the the only context that i have is at some point there was a state that was allowing uh, 12-year-olds to marry. Yeesh. And so I wrote, here's, here's all it says. 12-year-olds getting married, colon. It's not fair to 12-year-old boys. They can't compete with adults for dates with 12-year-old girls. My parents can pick us up and bring us to the movies. Oh, yeah, Mr. Anderson has his own car, and he's bringing me to Six Flags. That's the note. That's the whole. Oh. 
Oh. So basically, yeah, like oh, that. That don't law, like that. That law does suck for twelve-year-old boys who are trying to date twelve-year-old girls because if like a if a if a businessman can legally marry a twelve-year-old girl, then like how does a twelve-year-old boy compete with that? That's just that is not fair. Well, it's also not creepy, but <laughs> it's super disgusting to think about. But it is something that I feel like we do need to uh, uh, just, you know, think about for a minute. Uh, so yeah. um, that is that that does not put um, that does not level the playing field at all. So uh, sorry, whatever state that is in, if you are a 12 year old boy, if that law got passed, then um yeah, you can't compete with the businessman that's got a friggin' like the Tesla or whatever the hell. And he's like, well, I'm just going to pick her up and we're going to go wherever. And he probably has booze back at his house. And okay, moving on. Like, you can't compete with that. That's just not fair. Um, anyways, so um, uh, yeah, we, we were talking before we started the show and it was like we were going on like 20 minutes and I was like, Let's just start the show and talk about this, even though I, I try and generally guide us away from too much uh, wrestling talk uh, because I feel like it's way too easy for us to get way down a rabbit hole. And um, we have years and years and years of like history and stuff to, to of watching to to draw on and a lot of people who listen don't necessarily have that uh so i try and stay away from it but there's been a ton of pro wrestling happenings uh yeah this this past week and so it only feels right to kind of summarize all of it and we're gonna start with uh probably the biggest news to come out of the entire wrestling world this week and that is uh, for the fifth straight week, for the fifth consecutive time in only five episodes. Uh, dear friends of the show, uh, the Micro Wrestling League, um, based out of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, uh, they have a show on Discovery Channel called Big Little Brawlers. And it has, once again, for the fifth time, outdrawn aew rampage god that's fucking sad like good for them like like no that's fucking awesome like seriously good for them um but like if you're brian danielson or edge or adam <laughs> copeland or whatever that's gotta sting uh, 300 and like i think last week Collision only had 300,000 viewers, and this week it was 314,000. Yeah, uh, and Big Little Brawlers with 359,000. Yeah. So uh, way to go, uh, Little Miss and all of the rest of them. Uh, Little Miss holds my heart, and I wish other things. But um, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you've been to one of our live shows, you know uh, you are very familiar with Little Miss. <laughs> um, but way to go them for a you know they are they're doing great yeah also if you're an AEW fan this is not going to be the show for you no this is a rough time uh so yeah now uh they have fallen a notch below 
the midget wrestling to be uh, a less major wrestling promotion. The micro promotion is a more major promotion than all elite wrestling on Saturday nights. Yeah. And like it's discovery. I feel like a lot of packages don't even have discovery TV. Yeah. Um, or is it discovery or a and E? Uh, no, I, I think it's discovery channel. Okay. I think it is. Um, um, either way, like it, it doesn't matter. Like you're supposed to be the number two promotion in the nation. You're supposed to be like direct competition to WWE and you're being beaten by an, uh, by a, I don't even know, like, like a no name federation. It's basically like if, like, uh, you know, the UWF or something got a, a show and out of nowhere was just like destroying dynamite. Yeah. Um, it's, it's literally like it is. It's, yeah, it, it's like a, um, gosh, it's, it, it's like, you know, some other, I'm going to go ahead and be honest about it. Uh, some other tourist trap destination got yeah. a TV show that somehow involved wrestling and it out of nowhere just stomps your show. Like, that sucks, man. That's real bad. So, AEW, you should feel real bad. Uh, you should feel bad about yourself. You should feel bad about your product. And how do you recover from that, though? put on a better product. That's very true. Uh, but how do you do that? If you're AEW, because uh, AEW has a serious problem where it seems like they just can't put on a good product to save their lives. And so I here is uh, my suggestion. And that's actually going to bring us to point number two for the week. Uh, TNA or their parent company Anthem fired. How do you say his name? I say his name is Scott Diamore because I like saying Amore with his name because he loves. There's a lot of love surrounding him and what he's done oh, yeah. for TNA. So that's what I call him. And I feel like but, you made me say that because you're trying to make fun of me. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Listen, as as somebody uh who is in the uh professional wrestling business um and has a has a show coming up uh on uh Saturday the 17th um where I will be in action. Uh I don't need to take this guff from you. I mean, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's kind of true I do. Um, it's true. It's true. So what I would do, uh, I'd hire if, I, if I'm Tony Khan and Scott Demore. Scott Demore, bring it in, baby. Yeah. If if he is unemployed now, there's my head booker. Uh, I I bring him in, and he is booking my shows from now on. That's a that, like. How does a company not bring him in just for the um just for the contacts, just for the goodwill for uh a lot of the TNA talent? Like yeah. that just seems to be like the 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 play is uh because the rumor is um you know the rumor is that he got 
let go because he wanted he was asking for more money um as tna was gaining momentum he was asking for more money to be able to do um more things for the with and for the company and that just for some reason just really pissed somebody off and got him fired so if you have somebody that that is that passionate and cares that much about it um you know it stands to reason that if, if another company hires him, that he's got a lot of goodwill with a lot of that, the talent there. And uh, when their contracts come up or when, um, you know, they're, they're looking for something else, um, it, you know, that, that's a, that's a, that's a friendly, uh, friendly shore. Oh yeah. To, 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 to visit. So if you, if you hire him and you treat him well, um, and you know you kind of let him do some of his thing where he's you know building some of those bridges and working with other promotions and stuff and trying to um try to do some of that stuff um it only stands to reason that that would help you yeah um why wouldn't you want to bring in a guy who has a 20 year history of being a part of a wrestling promotion and has also like in the past, what, like four years has done everything he can to make that relevant again. Yeah. And it like, there's a point where it seemed like it was just such an uphill battle that it was like pointless to even do. And he worked his ass off to make that brand, uh, respectable again. Um, because it's hard to argue that like 2000, eight to 2010 TNA was, was honestly some of the best pro wrestling content produced around. Oh yeah. Uh, that stuff like that era of TNA was friggin' incredible. And not long after that, it kind of hit the skids, uh, fell into the toilet. When they brought Hogan and Bischoff in as not just on-screen characters, but gave them, like, creative control. Don't know why. Yeah. When they had fucking Val Venus beat Christopher Daniels clean and then never brought him back in for another show. Did you see what he came out and said, by the way? Oh, God, no. I mean, he's fucking crazy. So Val Venus has now started this thing where he's upset because... um, (laughs) You know, all they're announcing all these people for uh, the new 2K24 video game, right? Yeah. And so they've been announcing people, and then like they've been adding people to the uh, the super card card game and all that stuff. Like, so they're bringing all these, uh, like uh, the family of Brian Pillman uh, just posted that they signed a Legends deal. Uh, the Headbangers uh, had announced that they had signed a Legends deal. So like um, they don't call them legends deals anymore. They call them something else. There's like some kind of like um, like a likeness, whatever deal. Um, they don't call them legends anymore, but like whatever it is. So they they, they they've signed like the, it's basically like for merchandising and all that stuff. Um, so he's come out and he said that like uh, WWE is trying to erase him from history uh, by not putting him in the video games and in the uh, like in merchandise and stuff. And so he says that it is a conspiracy theory against him that they're trying to erase him from WWE history. I mean, given some of his stances and the way he 
carries himself on the internet, I don't blame them. Well, here's here's how it is. Like, there's a lot of people in that, like, the Attitude Era is famous when he was around. The Attitude Era is famous for one of the biggest mid-cards pretty much ever. Yeah. Uh, and so there's so many people in that mid-card that also have not been in any video games or uh, merchandising or anything. You know what I would, uh, you know who I would harm for a Steve Blackman action figure or put God, Steve, yes. put Steve Blackman in the friggin uh, supercar, like put him in games and stuff like that would be amazing. Um, give me an actual like correct version of too cool. Give me a uh, Kyantai. Give me like there, there's a giant mid card is basically what I'm trying to say. And a lot of those, those people, those characters don't find their way into the video games and don't find their way into some of the merchandising. It doesn't necessarily mean that there there's an active attempt to erase you from history. It just means that like, especially in the current climate, maybe uh, advertising that you you've got a and putting a lot of promotion behind you signing uh, a merchandising deal to a character that was a porn star um might not be the greatest thing yeah you know considering current events in WWE right now and fires they're trying to put out related to adult content um, and any lawsuits that might have been filed recently. Um, they're trying to steer very clear of all of that. So maybe well, it's not again, just you. Yeah, well, and again, well, I, I, again, I do think part of it is the way he carries himself on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, you know, conspiracy theorists like he's one of those people. He legitimately believes that that Michelle Obama's a man and that like, the kids are adopted. Are you telling me that they don't want to promote and advertise a guy that in his t-shirt site, a t-shirt shop has a shirt that says hello. And then in parentheses, biological and then ladies. Yeah. You mean you're telling me that in, in 2024, they don't want to uh, like promote that. I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked. I tell you. It's yeah, it's, you know, it, it's not a conspiracy when you're an asshole. Right. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't know. Um, stay mad about that. Uh, stay mad that you're not getting the money. Like, right. And that's what it boils down to. He's not angry that they're quote unquote trying to erase him from history. He's upset. He's not getting free money. Right. That's yeah. That's, that's like legitimately, because I think the last game that he was in was like 2K12. Um, so it's it's it has been a minute. Um, but like I've literally not seen a single person be like, hey, you know what would be awesome? Val Venus. Val Venus in the game. Because they've got and here's here's the thing that 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 really screws over a lot of the people like that. Uh, like these mid card guys like that, that are not, I don't want to say forgettable, but like have not come back for any of the reunion shows, like never came back for like raw 25 or anything like that um, is they have all these games have such a robust creative feature 
mm-hmm. where like you can make anybody you want to and a lot of them like let you import music and stuff and so you know you can basically make Val Venus if you really want to and so they'll they'll put in like the textures like for you know the 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 the, the tights or like they'll put in an entrance where you can walk in with a towel or whatever and that's you know you just make them and then they don't have to pay him. Uh, and so it just, it's, it's like, that's what ends up screwing, not necessarily screwing over, but like that helps the company not include a lot of people because, you know, they can just put on all their stuff in the create a wrestler feature and then they don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. So. And the last game he was in, he was a downloadable character in 2k 13. Oh, it was 2k 13. Okay. Um, um, but no, like, it, you know, he's like, and occasionally I'll go to his Instagram just to feel better about myself. Um, <laughs> and he had like, you know, like, you know, one of his Instagram stories right now is about Charlie Kirk and he claims he's an anarchist but like post all this pro Trump shit and all that. So, which again, like political affiliations are whatever, but like, uh, yeah, like just all sorts of like conspiracy theory stuff. And, you know, talking about how like the FBI caused the riot on January 6th. And, it like, you know, was saying Bray Wyatt died because he was COVID vaccinated, like calling The Rock a communist puppet. Like, it, it's one thing if he was just like trolling people on the Internet, it'd be one thing. But he's like certifiably conspiracy theorist crazy. Yeah, the tinfoil hat people like um, and we've we've done an entire episode on like what's a conspiracy theory you believe. Yeah. Uh, but like. You know, there's some stuff that I just I don't. I don't know about it and you can have whatever beliefs you want, but as soon as you start getting super outspoken and really, you know, kind of out there with it, that's when you start running into a problem. I don't know. Um, But um, I also, uh, while we're talking about the world of wrestling, like I'm, I'm kind of mad because WWE went from I had to watch WrestleMania to I had to miss WrestleMania. Now I'm back in again. Yeah. All in the span of like a week and a half. <laughs> like it's an emotional roller coaster for me where, uh, you know, I started out and I was like, oh, it's going to be so great. And then, you know, there was that segment and I was like, well, that's going to be dumb. I don't even want to watch it now. I don't care. And then the press conference, and now I'm like, baby, I'm back in. Yeah, man, that fucking press, like, (sighs) I was excited to watch a fucking press conference. Not since the press conference for WrestleMania 7 have I been, oh, no, 8, WrestleMania 8, sorry, WrestleMania 8, um, that was the one where uh, Ric Flair was champ and it was the press conference to determine who got the shot. And uh, Sid did like the fit, the, the stand up and they announced it was Hulk Hogan. And then 
for lack of a better term, shit went sideways. And, um, uh, the, uh, cause I've seen the poster that they sent out that was, um, uh, macho man and Randy Savage in a steel cage or Ma- macho man and Jake, the snake in a steel cage and Hogan flair for the title was like the poster that they sent out to places to put up. And then they changed it. Uh, they changed like the entire card. Um, and uh so that press conference was the last wrestling related press conference that i was really excited for and man i gotta say they outdid themselves on this one yeah a little bit a little bit more intense i i wish it had been rated tv 14 instead of (laughs) tv pg uh so it wouldn't have had to have so much bleeping yeah um the only thing that it was missing was we are still undetermined uh to to find out what uh the wrestlemania match is for el pathetico i can't think of a funny like is there another gimmick battle royal this year oh my god i wish uh when is wrestlemania this year uh is it the second and third of april i don't know sixth and seventh maybe sixth and um let's see yeah sixth and seventh okay Second oh, yeah. and third would be Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, well, then never mind. It's probably not the second and third. For some reason, I thought it was the second, third. Yeah, so sixth and seventh. So maybe uh, at uh, Vet City Con, we'll get uh, the inside scoop on uh, El Pathetico maybe uh, making his WrestleMania challenge. I'm here for it. Oh, maybe we could get a press conference at the, at the <laughs> TN2M show's table for El Pathetico to announce his WrestleMania opponent. Oh, dude, wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be a funny bit. All That'd right. be a good, good bit. All right. We're, we're going to we're gonna see if we can talk to the powers that be uh, and get, like, you know, we'll have a few microphones set up and uh, get a press conference going where El Pathetico can, can make his WrestleMania 40 challenge. Damn, I love this idea. All right, hold on. I'm gonna send a message to the group chat so I don't forget. All right, I got. I'm here for it, so I don't forget because I will. All right, uh, VCC idea colon L pathetico L pathetico press conference to. But no, so I'm gonna kind of like talk about the press conference. So like the, the first bits were cool, like. They even had like kind of a pre-show for the press conference with Punk, Biggie. Oh God, I can't remember who else was there. Not that it, not that it matters, because <laughs> like it had Punk. Oh, Pat McAfee, and I think Michael Cole. But like, sure, yeah. But you know, who else do you need with the the other three? Right. Who but, else do you need besides um, Punk and Biggie? Yeah. So it was a very good like. You know, that they did a good job of getting you hyped to hear people talk. Yeah. Um, I saw a great Rhea tweet. And Becky had their little bit. Like, that was cool. Uh, I saw a great tweet about Big E, by the way, that someone said. Um, and then it also led to a really interesting fact um, that was completely unrelated that someone said, I wonder if Big E's dad is named Bigger E. And, <laughs> and someone said... Someone said uh, an interesting name fact that they found out was that Michael B. Jordan's dad is na- is Michael A. Jordan. And he named his God, kid Michael funny. B. Jordan. 
And so someone asked him about it, and he they were like, are you going to name your kid Michael C. Jordan? And he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, dude, that is the best dad joke, like, of all time. And he's just going to let it let it die on the vine. That sucks. Wow. But anyway, yeah, um, uh, great to see them using um, uh, and, you know, still showcasing Big E and CM Punk while they are on the sidelines. Um, great to give them something to do because they can both talk and they both have great energy when it comes to stuff like that. So it was a really good fit. Pat McAfee, I can take or leave. Um, I know a lot of people get like real hyped up about him, um, but I'm, I'm eh on him. No, I am a fan. I I like McAfee, but but that's just me. That's just my preference. So, well, and that's okay. That's but like, no. That's, we all have. And I'm not sure I ever thought we would live in a world where Cody Rhodes is more over than the fucking rock. Yeah. Well, cause now, you know, you have, you have, uh, the people who, uh, you know, Cody's their guy. They've watched him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've watched him, uh, and his journey and they, um, like he's their guy and they're, when you have the threat of your guy getting taken away, it's not good. And, uh, you know, the people, as we know, fickle. Yeah. I just like, I want to know who made that. Like, cause that SmackDown segment they did the week before the press conference, like, you know, there are people saying, Oh, they knew it was going to go poorly. No, they didn't. no, like there's there is no chance they had any idea it was going to go as poorly as it truly did. Yeah, because it was, um, you know, it was the match that everybody was clamoring for last year, mm-hmm. and it made sense last year where it was WrestleMania goes Hollywood, and mm-hmm. so having The Rock be a part of that you know, made sense. And then he came out and he was like kind of teasing that it might happen. And then like two months before it, he was like, nah, I can't get in that good a shape to do it. So it's not going to happen. And it was kind of like, well, you could, if you want to, uh, yeah, but you're just choosing not to. And so this year it was kind of like, well, you know, we've, we've all been investing in this story for, for years now. And mm-hmm. here comes the end of it. And then here comes somebody to come in and, and steal the spotlight out and make it about them, which it shouldn't be about. And uh, I think uh, that just did not set well with a lot of people. And that's what happened. Such yeah, I had uh, a guy I used to work with message me. And he's like, I think I might be the only person who wants to see The Rock versus Roman one-on-one. I go, yeah, you probably are. Oh, I mean, I want to, just not right now. Yeah, no. I wanted to a year ago. Well, that's been my point is like, uh, because I've talked about this and I was like, the two things that match doesn't need are the world title and WrestleMania. Right. Um, WrestleMania is going to sell out regardless. So like, why isn't that your SummerSlam headliner? 
or something like that. Like it just didn't make any fucking sense to me, especially after like, you know, they had that, that, that shot at the end of the rumble where Cody's standing on the turnbuckle, like pointing at Roman saying, I choose you. Yeah. He's saying Roman reigns, you Roman reigns. Like he literally says Roman reigns. Yeah. And, and then he comes out and he's like, just kidding. Not really. It's like, psych. What makes no sense. Um, and but I think I think if they do this right, um, you have um, um, your your Rock Roman one on one match. You could have that be WrestleMania forty one, mm-hmm. the battle for the the battle for the bloodline or the battle for the head of the table, whatever the hell clever tagline you want to give it to sell t shirts and shit, um, you know you you do that and uh because i think i think what you're gonna see now this is just my prediction this is just a wild prediction with no basis in anything is the only movie that i've seen the rock is having anything to do with is uh moana 2 mm-hmm. which is pure voiceover work and i'm so, sure he's probably already done all yeah, his voiceover work yeah like so i don't know of anything that he's got where he actually is like doing anything physical, anything like that. I think with this board position, I think he's going to be more involved with WWE. Mm-hmm. I think this is him kind of working his way back in. This is like what we all wanted in 2004, but we didn't get um, when the rock was distancing himself from wrestling and like, didn't want anything to do with wrestling. And now it's very much like, okay, Here's here's the the I'm about to I'm about to make a parallel that hurts me. But um this is very much like um when like bef- when conventions as they are now were just kind of starting where they're like there was a point where you only had like New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. And yeah. and that was like it. And now you've got like every month you've got I mean you go to there, there's like a uh, website where you can go on to find all the conventions in your state. And there's uh, like every month there's like five in every state. Uh, so, but there was a point where like it was just starting out and like all these companies were starting to do uh, like mom and pops were starting to do these conventions. And um, oddly enough, a thing that people wanted, but they, the actors and stuff didn't want to do. It was power Rangers because for so long power Rangers was kind of like, it was made fun of. And yeah, people were like, Oh yeah, I watched it when I was a kid, but that was when I was a kid. And like, it wasn't really like quote unquote cool. So all of these power Rangers actors like distanced themselves from it because they were like, no, I've done other stuff now. I've moved on for power Rangers and all that stuff. Now, you go to a when they find out that there's money to be made and they can go in and sign a ton of autographs. And I say that, you know, with a poster with 17, 18 Power Ranger autographs on it. So I understand, you know, whether it's hypocrisy or what the like what I'm saying. But um, once they found out there was money and this that, this was Jason David Frank, like to the core is oh yeah like he was so anti-power rangers until they were like we'll give you 10 grand to show up for the weekend and he was like fucking i love power rangers and it's not even that it was like 
we'll give you 10 grand and then anything you make over that you get to keep too right it was like yeah you're just gonna you're just gonna walk out with a duffel bag full of cash from all these nerds that want you to sign their shit and he's like oh i love it it's morphin time and um um so and that was with all of them i'm not just picking on him but like it's kind of the same way with the rock is like you know you look at his track record over the last like year and you have the Fast and Furious movies that he's been in have kind of tanked. Uh, Black Adam, mm-hmm. we don't even really need to talk about that. Uh, the XFL performed so badly that they had to merge with another league. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the same track record that he had, say, five years ago. And, yeah. you know, wrestling for him has kind of been this, like, safety net where he knows, I can go back there and I'm still, like, the man. And, like, I'll still go out there and I'll get, like, a huge pop and everybody will love to have me back. And I can kind of, um, um, you know, I, I, I can kind of rule the roost and whatever I want to do, they'll do because I'm the fucking rock. And even though I was only really, um, you know, in the company 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000 part of 2001 and then he just was like very sporadic after that so it was really like yeah. five five years when you think about it um and um you know he's still a a household name from his his wrestling time so um you know it's one of those things where i feel like he's gonna kind of he's gonna be around more because that's a a safe way to still be the man yeah it was uh you know like his whole thing initially about fat like the last two movies in the fast series was he didn't want anything to do with it and man he uh he backed out on that real fucking quick yeah uh so yeah i think the rock's magic touch uh, is is kind of gone from outside the world of wrestling to the way that it was before. And, you know, this is coming from a guy who uh, I lived through the dark days of um, before Ryan Reynolds got his career reinvigorated, where he had two movies that opened the same weekend and neither one of them opened in the top five. I was there yeah. for that, and I supported him through that. So just so everybody knows. Um I think you still might be the only person I know who saw R.I.P.D. Yeah. Uh, not only that, I own it on Blu-ray. How's that? I, I was actually thinking about watching it because I like, and this is going to be a completely off-topic tangent now. I watched Dylan Dog. Oh, yeah, with uh, Brandon Routh. Was it Brandon Routh? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, have you seen that? I've seen bits and pieces of it. But I haven't seen the whole it's thing. It's fun. I forgot Kurt Angle's in it. Yeah um yeah but like i was watching that and i was like this makes me think i should probably watch r.i.p.d at some point okay uh, did, I, did i tell you how i how i describe r.i.p.d uh-uh. okay so r.i.p.d wants to be men in black meets lethal weapon meets ghostbusters okay like that's what it tries to do really at the end of the day it's men in black 2 meets Ghostbusters 2 meets Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, okay. So, like, it has... It it aims really high. And where it ends up, like, it's not bad. It's just you can tell it's really trying to be better. 
it just never gets there. But I like I think that's the most like succinct way that I've ever reviewed a movie because it's yeah like it, literally my review is it tries to be Men in Black meets Ghostbusters meets Lethal Weapon but it ends up being Men in Black 2 meets Ghostbusters 2 meets Lethal Weapon 2 like that's and like if you watch it I guarantee you you'll come back to me and be like that's exactly it And I really, really wanted it to be great. I wanted it to be what it aspired to be, but it just, it just does not get there. Yeah. But I mean, it's for what it is. Like if you go into it, accepting that it's going to be a mediocre, uh, kind of goofy sci-fi romp, like it's not bad, but it's one of those, like, do not expect it to be fucking awesome. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, I would expect it to be, Kind of what you said, just uh, dumb and off the wall. Yeah, because um, that was when he, Ryan Reynolds was really trying to come out of that like indie phase where mm. that was all he could get was like, um, you know, these indie movies that um, or that one movie where it's it's Ryan Reynolds versus a, a box of dirt. Um, like he's really really trying to find like the one project that's going to like bring him back and um it just he, he just wasn't getting there and um it was a dark time it was it was it was right around the time uh like this is this is how you have you have to understand that at that point in my life that was when that was what we call the dark time of Ghostbusters where there was like nothing going on with the property whatsoever. Um, Cause it was, it was after Ghostbusters two, but it was before the video game. So there was like nothing like you couldn't go anywhere and like you had, you had to like special order merchandise and shit. Like it was awful. Mm-hmm. So like that, there was nothing to be had. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, his career was kind of like way on the downswing. And I was just like, there's nothing out there for stuff that I love. And that's hard. Like, it's really hard when you have a lot of stuff that you like, but like, it's not good. So like wrestling at that <laughs> point was not that great. Cause that was like after, uh, like the ruthless aggression era and like, you know, shit had kind of gone south with some people and like bad stuff had happened and they hadn't quite bounced back yet. And so it was just like, there was not a lot of good stuff that I enjoyed. Like there was a lot of stuff that I liked, but it was just like, it's really hard to find good wrestling right now, or it's really hard to find anything ghostbusters or it's really hard to find you know, I have actors that I like, but they're all in these really hard to find or not good movies. So like, it was just really tough entertainment wise for me. So that's my, uh, poor, poor pitiful me, uh, for like a five year window. (laughs) It was tough. It was tough for a while to find entertainment that I really liked. So then I just started getting into like a real weird shit. Uh, and then everything like bounced back. And then I was like, I don't know if I can go back to mainstream stuff at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of like, I kind of moved to indie horror in like 2008 and haven't come back still. So, well, and that's okay. Um, you know, that's all right. Uh, you know, I've, I just recently the other day and I got to send you, I got to send you this link. Um, every so often I'll just go on YouTube and I'll just look for, um, uh, horror shorts. Yeah. 
And I found a really fucking good one yesterday. Um, I'm gonna have to send it to you. Like it's awesome. And then they made a second one, which was almost as good as the first one, but the first one is so fucking and it's only like 10 minutes. Like you're going to love it. Like you're gonna love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna send, send you that shit my way. I'm gonna send you that shit in my fucking veins. Like it is I watched it and I was just like, damn, like this is um this is really good. And like it it caught me off guard um because it has a name that you're going to be like, what? And that's what caught my name. Uh or yeah, okay. So the first one's 14 minutes. Uh, I'm gonna share this with you right now. Holy shit, like, dude, it is it's like when we get done, please take the time to watch it. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Please take the time to watch that. It watch the second one if you feel like it, but like please watch that and then like please text me your thoughts That's on it. That's just a drawing of a penis. Yeah, well it's mine. Uh it's oh. a, it's, it's a oh. 14 minute long YouTube video where I go uh stem to stern on it. <laughs> I go, uh, I go nose to tail. <laughs> Takes 14 minutes and 10 seconds. But like, it's, it's, it's so good. It's like, it's atmospheric. It's got great. Uh, yeah, just, 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 yeah, just, I, I'll, I'll stop talking. Cause I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to spoil something, but like, yeah, it's really fucking good. Um, but like, I'll do that sometimes where like, I'll look up horror shorts and like, you know, uh, that I've been watching the other. Okay. So the other thing, have I told you what I've been watching now after, um, friggin', um, like urban exploring gone wrong? No. What? Okay. So the other thing that I've been watching now is like, uh, the scariest stuff that's been seen on like ring door camera, like ring doorbell cameras or like security cameras and shit. Oh my God. Dude. Like there's. Oh. Uh, there's there's one I saw on Reddit, and it's this guy and this girl, and she's like, uh, you know, they walk up to the house, and he like opens the screen door, and she just kind of stands there, and he's like, "Are you gonna open it?" And she goes, "This isn't my house." And she was like, and the guy's like, "Why did you have me bring you here?" And she just shrugs and like walks off. So he looks at the camera and he goes, I'm sorry. She told me she lived here and just leaves. That's weird. So it's like, it's one of those things where like, were they going to break into the house and then they saw the ring camera and they had something planned or was it just like, you know, crazy. Yeah. Oh God. Like, dude, I've seen so many like security camera videos where like someone's breaking into a house and the person who lives there is like asleep on the couch. like freaks me out like that's that's what kind of horror like i mean i'm into right now and like it it's i don't know what that says about my life and my brain but like it's it's insane um yeah like um so yeah it started out where i was watching like urban exploring gone wrong and then i was watching like um uh like when people go camping and they have like uh like encounters when they're camping and that was great for a little while. And then I ran through basically all of those. And then it got into like scariest stuff caught on like dash cam. And I was like, okay, like I'm down with that. And um, some of that stuff is freaky as shit too. And then, then you get to um, uh, like home security cameras and ring doorbell cameras and shit. And like, oh, it's freaky. So now I'm like, I don't know what's next, but like, 
because I've 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 I th- there's not a lot of of horror that's out right now that I'm like I need to watch that. So yeah. um, and I don't really want to watch a lot of news right now. Uh, I'm watching enough to stay Ish. informed, but I don't want to watch a lot. Um, and so I'm like I want to find something scary, scarier than that. So like let's find something. And um, so I'm like okay like this is it and um uh because you know there's a lot of that like like supposedly like true stories where people will read them out and there's like piano music or like rain in the background or whatever and like that stuff's fun um but i find that like i kind of tune in and out of that and sometimes that doesn't necessarily hold my attention as much as I feel like I owe it to whoever wrote it and then is reading it out. Like if I'm going to listen to that, I want to give it my full attention. And then I'm like, Oh shit, I want to watch the stuff that's got like, you know, here's, here's someone's ring doorbell camera where like someone's trying to break into their house or whatever, or like there, there's someone's like circling their house and it's like fucking creepy. Uh, and like, they give no explanation why or anything like that. Or like, you know, there's a sound and they go outside and like, you see someone moving in the background and then they go back in the house and you're just like, fuck, there's someone out there. Like absolutely terrifying. No, I hate that. And I love it. Like, I love it because that's the shit that like, that freaks me out. And like horror movies are like, are not doing it for me. So like, I need that. Because when I was a kid, it's kind of like, oh God, this is going to sound, this is going to sound horrible. It's kind of like when I was a kid and it was like, I, I, you know, you find your first like playboy or something and you're like, oh, a, a lady in a bra. Ooh, that's, that's titillating. All right. That pushes the envelope. And I see what you did there with the word bra and then titillating. You see that? You see that? Uh, 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 that's, you know, and so, uh, and then, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm in my thirties and I'm like, if there's not shit involved, I, it's not moving the needle for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. That absolutely, that, that disgusts me, but no, you know, you know how, you know how it's like when you get kind of like desensitized to something and then you kind of like need the next thing and the next thing and you kind of like escalate stuff. Uh, and I'm talking purely like in terms of entertainment and like I have my lines where I'm like, I you'll never catch me watching like Faces of Death or stuff like that. Like that stuff just does not interest me. But like when I want to watch something, because there's times where I'm like, I want to watch something that's really funny. I want to watch something that's really like I want a mystery. Like I want to watch a mystery movie where I can try and mm-hmm. figure it out as I as it goes. Or I want to watch, you know, a a thriller or I want to watch whatever. But like when I want to watch something scary. I have a hard time finding a horror movie that will scare me as much as like real fucking people, which kind of says it all about our culture. Um, But like, yeah, like that's the stuff that like those stick with me in a way that horror movies don't. So um, I guess, um, um, you know, that's just my my natural progression of scary movies. It's now I'm watching like people just fucking be weird. Just weird indie shit for me most of the time. <laughs> like Sh- Shutter's been a godsend for a guy like me. Do, do how how often have you watched horror movies on Tubi? 
uh, way more than I'd be willing to admit. Okay, okay, because like I watched both Terror Train remakes on show, on Tubi. Nice. Uh, Tubi yeah. is so fun because you can scroll like their their horror catalog is so deep that yeah. you can scroll down to the point where like you can tell they're generating thumbnails in real time because people haven't been down that far in a really long time. <laughs> which is like fucking awesome where like you're just scrolling and it takes like a good few seconds for like you, you scroll down for like two minutes like nonstop, and you just watch as like it basically like has to load the thumbnail from the server that they never touch because nobody ever gets down far enough to watch like whatever the shit movie it is like uh we're, we're mad at tubi right now though oh okay boo tubi you suck yeah they they took lucha underground off oh well that's lame don't know if you knew this if the uh luchador tattoo on my shin doesn't <laughs> give it away kind of a big fan of lucha underground yeah um is that the one where they signed everybody to lifetime contracts and didn't tell them uh, no, they signed them to contracts that they couldn't go anywhere else until the final episode aired. Oh, that's dumb. So, uh, Ricochet was like the one that was really hurt by it. Um, cause like the final, because it was like, it was like final episode air date plus like 90 days or something. And but like, I I don't know, because Joey Ryan, fuck Joey Ryan, was like yeah. on on TNA. While he was on Lucha Underground, but like Ricochet couldn't go to NXT, if that makes sense. Yeah, Which it doesn't. That's, that's but yeah. So like the apparently like two minutes after the final episode of uh, season four of Lucha Underground aired. Uh, Ricochet just posted a hourglass. <laughs> now, see if I'm that company. Here's how. Here's how uh, bitter I am about it. Uh, I say, hey, we have one more episode that we haven't aired yet. That's our final episode that we're hanging on to. That um, you know, as soon as we find another deal, we, you know, we'll air it. But until then, you know, we just have, we have an episode that is still out there. That's so we have a final episode that we just haven't aired yet. Well, I I know they they got sued by like a shit ton of talent. As I they guess, should. I guess there were like more people that like were contacted by WWE and Impact, and were just like, "Well, I'm kind of stuck until this happens." Because again, like the like Pentagon Junior, like he was on Impact, but. I don't. I, I'd have to like look into it because I don't think it ended until like towards the end of 2017, but he was already in TNA or impact or whatever the fuck I'm supposed to call it at that point. So, um, but I don't know, I guess, uh, uh, but, 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 um, I said in the beginning, like, yeah, if this doesn't go an hour, it'll be fine. Here we are at 54 minutes. And so, you know, what we we do, we basically, what we do, we made it. So uh, we'll be back. Looks like we made it. Oh, I wish I had that one on here. Uh, (laughs) We'll just have to deal with this until next week. Weather alert. Fuck you, Chip.
that's still there. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, until next time, make sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Over 12,000 subscribers. It, one of them could be you. If you act One of now, them should be you. We are trying very hard uh, to get 15,000 by Vet City Con. So help us be a part of that. Now that I spoke it into the universe, it won't happen and it'll be real sad. But help us get as close as we can uh, to 15,000 by the end of Vet City Con. It'll be amazing. Um, if, uh, if, if we make it to 15,000, um, I don't know, some, we'll do a contest involving nudes. I don't know. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, Wait, what? You, I don't know. Uh, El Pathetico will send everybody a nude. Um, oh, that's fine. Yeah, if we make 15000 uh by, by Vet City Con. So go out, subscribe, youtube.com uh, slash at TN2M shows, and um, uh, make sure to like and uh, watch all of our videos on there. That's all I got. Yeah, follow us on the YouTube channel. If not, go fuck yourself. No, I thought you were going to hit the button. I've had to move pages. I had to move pages. Hi, oh, everybody. Okay. Damien Leone, writer, director of Terrifier. Chris and Chris said, go fuck yourself. I have eight pages uh, of sounds, man. I'm so, I'm so happy. That's a thing. And one of them was on page three and the other one's on page eight. So I had, had to scroll. Well, shit. <laughs> uh, we're professionals. We're good at this. Yeah. It's not, it, it's, it's not like, you know, year five. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been podcasting for 10 years. You think I would learn this shit by now? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you then. Until then, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing. And as always, please keep being our friends. Oh, fuck it, man. With benefits. <laughs>